Well, sir, it has been an uneventful week in Badger Falls, where the women are robust, the men are pink-cheeked, and the children are pink-cheeked and robust. At the Apple Biscuit Cafe, where the smiles are free, don't you know, Spen and Quest studied the menu. Finally, he ordered the same thing he has every day. Well, sir, I think it is time to turn this pledge drive over to Troy McClure. I can't keep up this pace forever. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. What the hell is so funny? (laughs) Stupid TV. Be more funny. Ah, yes. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. My name is Greg. My name's Alan. And this is the only Simpsons podcast that is recorded in a basement in Calgary, Alberta. As far as we know. As far as we know. (laughs) Uh, We're back. We're back. Holy crap. It's been about a month. It's been a little while, yeah. Yeah. The last time we did this, I was in a play and everything was good. (laughs) (laughs) Aw. Are you okay, Greg? I'm fine. How All right. are you? I'm I'm great. I'm yeah. in a play now. Yeah, you're in a play. How the tables turn. Uh, <laughs> thought it couldn't be done, but I'm back, everybody. That's right. That's right. He's back. Um, no, uh, it's it's been it's been quite a while. I think, yes. and um, I think we should uh, just really dive into how how have you been? How have you been, Greg? Uh, I went on a uh, Western Canada road trip. Wow. Yeah, I went to... A vision uh, quest, if you will? No. Oh. No. No, I just went to uh, Victoria, B.C. It oh, wasn't, yeah. No, um, you can't have vision quests there. Well, you, you, you can, but you can't when everyone around you is being super smug about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's enough. all I'll say about that. All right. Um, but no, I went and I saw uh, five fringe shows out there. Um, Vancouver Fringe? Victoria Fringe. Victoria Fringe. Yeah. It was actually a lot of fun. It was, uh, yeah. It was Great. nice. It was really, really cool. And then, uh, anyone, you, anyone you knew already, or just all shows? Of- no, I just went with uh, I went with my sister. Cool to a couple of shows. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and uh, on my way back, I slept in my car. <laughs> That's fun. S- stopped in Golden and slept in my car. Oh boy. Yeah. Did I? I would be terrified. <laughs> I don't know. Just something about sleeping in a car. No, yeah, like it's people uh, could be like. Hey, there's a guy sleeping in here. Yeah, it's, it's I'll, I'll get him. It's not great. It's <laughs> it's kind of shady. Or bears, well, yeah, like bears. bears could be mostly like... in in Golden, I think it, you have a bigger problem with bears. Yes, because they are godless killing machines, as we all know. Yes, as we all know from the movie The Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all CG too. <laughs> uh, so. That was that was that was my big thing, and now I'm back working at uh, at ATP, working at the um, med skills at the hospital, and uh, Just living the dream. Yeah, kind of. Oh wait, I'm also in a show too. What? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? So right. everything's still fine. Okay, good. Everything's still good. You're doing a Lethbridge Fringe. Yeah, show, that's right. right. I'm yeah. going down to uh, Lethbridge Fringe and doing a experimental improv show. Great. What the hell does that mean, you ask? Well, I'm not really sure. That's why it's experimental. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm. Uh, not, I'm not really sure. All I know is that um, my mom approves of it more than she does of this. Well, <laughs> that 
That can be said about a lot of things. Yeah. She approves of global warming more than she approves of this. So. Yeah. yeah. She hates global warming. <laughs> <laughs> My mother hates that I do this. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you how much of a waste of time she thinks this is. <laughs> well, you know, she's not wrong. <laughs> But you, sir. At least now. You, sir. You're, yes. you're, you're in a play now. I am in a play. Yeah. Yes. It'll be the first show I'm going to be performing in in over a year. Oh, my God. Has it been that long? Yeah. The last show I did was uh, Helmut's Big Day, which was at the Calgary Fringe last year. And hmm? Edmonton Fringe. Well, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. The big one. The, the, the big daddy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. This is a uh, play. You, If you listen to the last episode, Ryan Reese, our... Uh, uh, sometimes co-host mm-hmm. and uh, horror expert yeah. was on, and he <laughs> he is the uh, artistic producer of a company here in Calgary called Theater Basement. They just recently rebranded themselves as a horror company, so the first horror show they are doing is one I will be performing in called The Underneath, and it's about a uh, sleepy seaside shanty town um, that is getting overrun by sea creatures from the deeps. And, you know, like, think Cthulhu, like, stuff like that. So it's, like, it's not, it's not, like, just sharks are attacking. It's, right. like, demon, demon sharks. Demon sharks. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so, yeah. So I play uh, Kevin, a entrepreneur who's trying to build a Wally Walrus water park on the... Uh, <laughs> is this, uh, is this, is this play kind of goofy? It is. It's, okay. uh, it's kind of a, like, think, think Evil Dead, think those kind of horror films where sure. it's kind of campy and silly, but it's still, we're still pushing for the, the horror, so okay. it's still going to be, like, spooky, uh, you know, with music and lights and all that good stuff, but a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the script is very silly, like, in terms of, like, there's a lot of, uh, great, uh, innuendo, a lot of great, um, a lot of swearing, a lot of uh, curse words, so be prepared for that, and uh, just stuff you wouldn't expect. I believe the very first scene is all about uh, uh, fellatio is used at least three times, uh, so <laughs> the word, not the act. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's uh, that's going to be happening in mid-October. Uh, I'll do a full plug at the end of this when I have the dates in front of me. But. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but it's fun. We just had our first read yesterday, and uh, it's a really funny script. I mean, I had read this script a couple years ago. Uh, Alice Nelson, the director, was going to do it uh, on her own. She was just going to self-produce it, and then she just couldn't get the funds. So so she put it on the back burner, and then uh, just uh, by chance, you know, Ryan's company and knowing Alice and all that stuff, it all came together, and so this is the first show. It's going to be fucking crazy. That's awesome. Alice is great. Um, we should get her on here. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be that would be funny. Yeah, yeah, she's funny. Um, speaking of theater basement, yes, uh, we have the uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon separation right now because we have uh, our guest today <laughs> is uh, an actor, mm-hmm. a local Calgary actor and um, film professional. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? And uh, and also my roommate. Oh wow. <laughs> Coincidentally enough, yeah, yeah, it's Grace and Ogle, everybody. Here I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There welcome you are. to the show. Yeah, um, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Wow, this is uh, so. This is what it feels like. Yeah, <laughs> I, this is my first podcast. I've never been on a podcast before. Really? So it's. Well, I can kind of tell you. Want to get a little closer to the mic? Closer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. see, yeah. like look how green I am. I don't yeah. even know how this works. <laughs> see, there you go. That's that's perfect. I'm okay, getting, so now you can hear me. Okay, yeah, I'm getting some serious waveforms. Okay, okay. Mm, yeah, with love science, those, love yeah. those tasty waveforms. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, this is this is what we do here, Grayson. I don't know if you've ever even listened to the podcast before. I, I've I've listened to bits and bites of different podcasts uh, mm. from you guys, but I, okay. Uh, so I, I I know I I know the format, right? Mm. Um, but be gentle with me as I. <laughs> well, thank you so much for just staying quiet for the last seven minutes. <laughs> oh, I've I, I'm trying I'm trying to be more of a fly on the wall in life. And, <laughs> Thought I'd practice it in this podcast. So totally, that, like that totally Miley fair. Cyrus song? Exactly like that song. Wrecking Ball? No, Fly on the Wall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's a Miley Cyrus song. When I, when I worked at HMV, uh, me and uh, a guy there named James, we would listen to the Miley Cyrus album because we thought it was the funniest thing. Uh, this was like pre, you know, her going crazy sexy. Uh, so it's like Party in the USA, like that mm, kind of sure. era. Back when she was regular sexy. Yeah, yeah. just normal sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Not crazy sexy. When she was underage. Um, so she... <laughs> wow. <laughs> The views expressed by the two bad neighbors do not reflect the views expressed by <laughs> the two bad neighbors. The two bad neighbors. <laughs> so, um, no, but the, yeah, there was a song called "Fly on a Wall," "Fly on the Wall," and we thought it was the funniest song. It's so bad. It's um, it's the lyric. The sample lyric the... is, uh, "Don't you wish that you could be a fly on the wall, a creepy little sneaky little fly on the wall?" And it, but it's like got this weird like. Uh, so it's like, don't you wish that you could be a fly on the wall? So it's like this weird like. <laughs> I don't know if it's her voice or, and you know, just like altered, or if it's just someone else. Anyway, it's really, it's terrible. Listen yeah, to it. Check it out on iTunes. That's uh, that's exactly what I'm trying to. Perfect. So that's what my Grayson is doing. Just want to be a creepy little <laughs> sneaky little sneaky little fly, fly on the wall. wall. Perfect. No relation to the <laughs> ACDC album. Is there an album called Fly on the Wall? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, there's an album called Fly on the Wall. Maybe it's a cover. I think, it's pretty it's, much uh, it. I think it was between Hell or High Water and Blow Up Your Video. Oh, of course. Yeah. One of you the, know too uh, much about ACDC. One of I don't the like classic it. late 80s ACDC albums that everyone was super into. He's a he's a rock encyclopedia, this man. That's, that's right. A rocklopedia. I'm, I'm really not. I just was really into ACDC for way too long. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. I forgive you. No. (laughs) Well, they have an album called Ball Breaker. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get it? And and yeah, it's the there's a song on it called Ball Breaker, and it's. I'm pretty sure the cover is like two giant metal balls. It is. It's two giant metal balls. One of them's broken. It's like it's like the the preemptive or the precursor to the like tire, uh, not tire the the truck balls. You know. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So yep. thanks a lot, ACDC. Yeah, thank you, ACDC. Yeah, I really thing. I can't stand that 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 band anymore. Really, but I, I mean, I never could. That's so. really neither here nor there. Uh, we're here to talk about Grayson and, and the Simpsons and the Simpsons. and the Simpsons, and specifically what your story is. Yes, this is a segment we like to call "What's Your Story." What's my story? Yeah, in okay. relation to the Simpsons, I'll let. Alan, explain. Okay. I mean, yeah, basically just, uh, you know, uh, we like to ask our first-time guests what their uh, relationship is with The Simpsons, whether they, you know, grew up with it, whether they just saw it here and there, uh, how familiar you are with it, uh, specifically the Golden Age, obviously, but you can talk mm. about the, the later years as well if that has some bearing to you. Uh, a favorite episode if you have one, just whatever whatever springs to mind when someone's like, hey, well, what, what do you think about The Simpsons? Or what's what's your deal with The Simpsons? Uh, well, for me, The Simpsons... I I grew up with The Simpsons, yeah. I mean, it was always strange to me when I would talk to my friends about 
The Simpsons when I was, you know, like nine or ten, and they'd be like, My parents don't let me watch The Simpsons. Yep. And I'd be like, That's so weird. Like, yeah, what's wrong lot, with we've that? had a few guests actually that uh, that's a common a common theme, we think, is that uh, kids growing up in the nineties uh, either watched it uh, you know, as much as they wanted and no one cared, or it was like a specific this is a show you cannot watch. And so. like, it, which still kind of confuses me. I mean, <laughs> sometimes they make like they make little like subtle jokes that you, it would you know it would take a more mature mind to understand. But it was never like over like like you know a little two on the nose as some TV shows has become. You know, it was mm-hmm. like they were always quite clever in how they would make their little you know maybe sexual jokes or or violence or whatever. The violence is always kind of funny, you know? That That's the way I saw it. I mean, what, what was the difference between, uh, you know, uh, Wiley a Coyote being, sm- <laughs> like, crushed by an anvil versus Homer being punched in the face and spitting on blood, you know? <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually a really, really great point that you bring up. And there's a big difference. Oh, okay. And it's, and it's actually why I think... Um, the Simpsons is very misunderstood as far as parents being like, you can't watch this goes. Um, it's so Wiley e. Coyote gets crushed by an anvil, right? Mm-hmm. Literally the next scene he's putting on rocket boots. And, <laughs> it's true. And he's going after the Roadrunner again. Literally mm-hmm. the next I love scene, that episode. the very next scene, right? In the Simpsons, Homer gets punched in the face. There's blood in the next scene, typically, he'll have a bruise of some kind. <laughs> or he's in the hospital. Or he's in the hospital. <laughs> the point is, consequence. The Simpsons lives in a world where violence equates consequence. And in that way, I think it's actually better for impressionable children to see that rather than something being crushed by an anvil and then in the very next scene, there is no repercussion. <laughs> yeah, right? No kidding. So why... Like, why? Why? Why were parents like telling their kids like, no, this this show's too realistic? I think that, I think that it's uh, for <clears throat> for my understanding, it was less about the violence and more about the basically the character of Bart Simpson. Yeah. Um, okay. The fact that in the early years, Bart was the kind of face of the franchise, and, and he was an underachiever and proud <laughs> of it. Yeah, he's a breakout star. You know all this stuff, and it was very much like. Uh, you know, this century's Dennis the Menace, as he uh, himself says in one episode. Uh, <laughs> and that was something that the parents didn't want their kids to, uh, like, strive to be. or You know what I mean? Like, they didn't want them to watch The Simpsons uh, and be like, yeah, I want to be just like Bart. Uh, down with homework. Eat my shorts. And so uh, they quickly just, you know, just blanket statement, like, don't watch that show. Because I guarantee you, most of the parents who said, my kids can't watch The Simpsons, never actually watched the yep. episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then what's great is that the South, South Park came along <laughs> yeah, in the late nineties. <laughs> Boy, did things change! And suddenly everyone's like, "You can watch as much Simpsons as you want. Just yeah. stay away from that South Park." So it's like it's all about uh, the fact that it was the only prime time cartoon really at uh, at the time, right when it first came out. Yeah, yeah. When it first came out, like no one, there was no, there was no Futurama. There's no Family Guy. No there's Futurama, no like now. It's um, like a, a common thing Flintstones for cartoons was long to gone. be. Adult at this, themed at this point, yeah. yeah. But at that time, it was like, oh, it's a cartoon that has adult themes to it, at least in the parents' eyes. And you know, kids are attracted to cartoons in general, so like they'll try and watch that. So they say, no, don't watch it. I bet there's tons of other shows that kids watched that weren't cartoons that were worse, but because they weren't cartoons, the parents didn't think two thoughts about it because they didn't think, oh, my kids are going to want to watch this. If that makes sense. 
I watched like Unsolved Mysteries, and it terrified, like gave me nightmares. Well, when I was a kid, and I would hear, just hear the X Files theme song, I would <laughs> I, I would have nightmares. Yeah, I never watched an episode of X Files in my damn life. The tr- the the previews that I would see that came on after The Simpsons, right? It's like up next on the X Files. I was like, oh, oh no, yeah. oh, that is oh, terrifying. Oh, oh god, no. <laughs> I went on an X Files kick uh, a few months ago. I watched like the first like. Few seasons. Did you watch the uh, Did you watch the revi- the the series um, revitalization? No, I haven't got that far yet. Oh, it's garbage. <laughs> oh, that's what I hear. Yeah, it's the six episode. Yeah, re- I heard it's really bad. Reboot. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, well, wasn't the second movie really bad too? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, yeah. it's kind of just weird because you know, like, why why are they even bothering with these characters anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's, there's literally nothing for them to do. No, exactly. I, I I'm I'm done with the X Files for a while. That, that shit makes me go crazy. It's the it, I mean, it's, <coughs> it's kind of the age of revivals is the thing right now. Yeah. Yep. And that Gilmore one Girls a... is coming back. On oh Netflix. yeah, that's right. Uh, for a what? development for was a brought back. Run. Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff where it's like, yeah, let's bring them back for a little bit and see what people think. Most of the time they don't. Most of the time want they don't that. like it, yeah. and then they move on. But if you it, know what like, works, bringing Futurama back every time. <laughs> I don't know about that. There's another side to it too, though. Fuller House is the most watched ah, Netflix right. TV show of all time. Is it actually? It is. Wow. So wow. Th- there's a there's always there's always a side to the other, the other side of the coin, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I like unabashedly loved Full House when I was a kid, and like to the very nostalgic sense as an adult. But I tried to watch Fuller House, and I couldn't do it. I watched the first episode. Yeah, like I watched the first episode, and I'm like, oh, th- this is what they're doing. Oh, I see. Oh, and then like I re- I hear of people who are like, yeah, like I watched the like I binge watched all of them. Like how? Like it's just the same thing for an hour anyway. How when there's Daredevil? <laughs> or yeah, Jessica that's Jones. a good show. Or Jessica Jones, David or Stranger Things, or t- oh, Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah, there's so many good options. You yeah, guys. yeah. Watch Strange. If you're thinking about watching Fuller House, don't <laughs> be responsible. Yeah. <laughs> Be responsible, <laughs> god damn god it. damn it. Think take, about your brain. Take some <laughs> fucking responsibility for your life. <laughs> and, like, th- you're the reason why television sucks. Well, there's more than There's that. more than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's obviously. a whole thing. I, I mean, you're, you're a behind-the-scenes man. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> I'm a DGC member. What's the, uh, what's the dirt? <laughs> Give us some of the dirt. Are you working on Star? I have been on Tin Star, yeah. yeah. That show looks really good, Does to it? be honest. I don't know I don't know anything about it except Me for it's like the first one being produced in our new film facility or whatever. And it's like super British. It's right. it's really it's really British. Like it it's it, it's like a British crime show set in a fictional town in Al- in Alberta. So it's mostly British actors, British writing, British directors. This the few scenes that I've seen them film, I've been pretty impressed. I I would recommend uh, myself to watch it, and then t- then I'll tell you guys. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's so far what I've seen. It's it it you looks really good. Yourself, I would like to watch this. Is that a Rick and Morty T-shirt? It is. Is that the portal gun? Yeah. This is a really, really. That was a really bad segue. Just because, like, because no one can see that. Th- yeah, this is a auditory medium. Yep. Everybody, yeah, everyone tells me to see that show too. Rick and Morty's excellent. Yeah. It's excellent. Yeah, it's super good. I have both seasons. You should check them out. It's okay. the it's the current Simpsons for me. Like yeah, me too. Oh, like the yeah. the way I loved the Simpsons in the '90s is what how I like equate to Rick and Morty right now. Yeah, it's endlessly quotable, 
And there's only two seasons of it. There's yeah, yep, two seasons. So far only two seasons. Oh, okay, so they're still making oh, it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Twenty one episodes older than that for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, just, it is. It does take a while than, to. Yeah, they do to make the next season because huh. it's very much the product of two people. Yeah. <laughs> and they it's like a labor they of plan love. out the entire season ahead of time because there's a lot of continuity that you wouldn't expect in a show like, uh, well, not necessarily a show like this, but just a, a comedy cartoon, right? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. And they Very try fair. and really keep in the the era of continuity, which is really nice, actually. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, we're talking about The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what we're and the episode before. we're talking about today is an episode <laughs> called Marge on the Lamb. It is from season five. Is it episode five? Uh, no. No. Six? Hold on. Seven? You really, you really <laughs> caught me off guard here ten? with this question. It's it's not ten. I can tell you that much. It's definitely not the tenth. It is six. Episode. It's okay, number six. It's six. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you said five first, and I was like, it's close to that, but I don't think it's five. Oh God, I need to check. Oh, I'm not prepared. We have fun here. Anyway, Marge on the Lamb. Here is your TV Guide synopsis. Well, actually, this isn't the TV Guide synopsis. This is the synopsis that is provided by Simpsons World, the official Simpsons page on FXX. (laughs) When Marge invites her neighbor Ruth Powers to attend the ballet with her, the two become friends and begin to go out, making Homer jealous as he wants Marge to spend time with him. Ruth and Marge agree to remain friends, but not go out together after a large police pursuit with Chief Wiggum. Uh, that's kind of what it was. Kind of, yeah. 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 Um, this, is another, uh, this, is, this is another episode that doesn't really have much of a B-plot True. to speak of, right? It's um, Troy McCl- or uh, Lionel Hutz is kind of the B plot in a sense, which is wonderful. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. He's always a wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> great character. <laughs> well, as soon as you see Troy McClure at the beginning, you're like, okay, Lionel Hutz has got to appear at some point because the, wh- they cause they often get both of them in the same episode because because of Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, yeah. yeah. And w- when Phil Hartman died, are they? Boy, are the characters voiced by the same actors? No, they were. Yeah, the they, characters were retired. They retired. Oh, those they characters. retired the character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. any characters that Phil Hartman played, they retired. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. What a horrible thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, I I still I <laughs> I do <laughs> I do equate I do equate his passing with the end of the golden age. Yeah. Officially. Hmm. What um, year did What year did he pass? It would be season nine. The I can't yep. remember. So what that'd be ninety eight. Ninety eight. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the very the very that. last episode, Troy or uh, Lionel Hutz appears in is the real T bites. Is that the one? Yeah, that's a good episode. I like that one. Yeah. Huh. Uh, except for one joke that was actually cut in syndication, which I totally appreciate, which is the one where Kirk is holding his. Kirk Van Houten is holding his sandwich above his head. Oh, and, and just his gets, hand gets his, chopped yeah, off? Yeah, his hand gets cut off. I'm like, <laughs> uh, that's really dumb. That's, like, that's a Futurama that. joke. Like yeah. You could do that in Futurama because they have the technology to reattach limbs, yeah. Yeah. which has been established. Yeah. But uh, not The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, yeah. So unrealistic, this cartoon show. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I ask is for them to play by the rules that they set. Yeah. But that's, a, that's the thing with The Simpsons. They... they they don't. They break their own rules all the time, and it's infuriating sometimes. <laughs> it's like sometimes you're in the desert, sometimes you're in the mountains, sometimes the oceans. Springfield, right nearby. they well, that's that. 
that's them playing by their rules. Yeah, Springfield, Springfield is a fluid universe. Yeah, Springfield is set wherever it needs to be. That's why it has both a gorge and a chasm, and <laughs> it is also bordering an ocean and is landlocked. Mm-hmm. What a bizarre, what a world to live in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a, Springfield is both a small town and a giant metropolis. This is true. Right? Um, well, that's, that's the beauty, that's the beauty of Springfield. They never have made it so that, like, this is what Springfield is, right? They've always said that Springfield is whatever we need it to be. Yeah, I, I actually had that thought uh, watching this episode mm-hmm. when uh, the ladies are, are they're two miles away from the state line. Yeah. And then all of those cop cars emerge. And I'm just like, wow, for, for such a small town, <laughs> they have quite the police force yeah. here. Yeah. In, Which uh, we normally only see three. Yeah. <laughs> they only, yeah, yeah. I thought they said three cops there. but <laughs> Yeah. A lot of uh, volunteer deputies, I guess. Small town, giant metropolis. Whatever you need it to be. Yeah, at the exact same time. Huh. That's one of the beautiful things about it. So, guys. Greg. Gentlemen. Alan. What uh, what did we think about this episode? Fantastic. I personally love this episode. I love the, the strict adherence to a singular plot and just letting that drive all of these jokes. I love Phil Hartman in this episode. That should... Honestly, go without saying at this point. It might as well be center square on our bingo card. Um, except for fuck you, Algene. Also, please come on our show. Oh. <laughs> uh, what about you, man? I, uh, I, I enjoyed this episode. It's, it's, it's an episode that I've seen many times, actually. Uh, it's kind of a classic in that sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with Homer getting both of his arms caught in the vending machines. <laughs> yeah. And he's just holding onto the can. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and just the sort of... Uh, uh, what what what's the movie? What what's the what's the movie? Thelma and Louise, Thelma and Louise yeah. Uh, yeah. reference yeah. is it's fun. You know, huge Thelma and Louise reference. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's also nice that it's a uh, uh, Homer and Marge are having trouble in their marriage plot, quote unquote. Uh-huh. But it's not one where it's like Homer really fucked up and has to like repent. It's just you know Marge is kind of frustrated and then like makes a new friend, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it's just about her, you know, hanging out with this new friend and. And Homer being kind of like, ah, oh, rats. <laughs> Wish Marge was around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's, yeah. It the the climax doesn't necessarily point to like Homer having to to prove his love to Marge, which is usually what these kind of plots uh, equate to. You know, like a Space Coyote episode, and all he has to do is say, "I'm sorry." Yeah. Right. Also, the Space Coyote episode, I think, is one of the better ones <laughs> like that because, quite literally. Marge was just pissed, yeah. right? And she'll be not angry <laughs> later, yeah. right? It's like that Louis C.K. bit, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, my girlfriend's mad at me. Well, yeah, later, later she, she won't, won't be. be. <laughs> it's kind of true, isn't it? Yeah. Just yeah. deal with it. <laughs> right? Or just and break up with her. Like <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's uh, the Space Coyote episode is, is Homer's own insecurities, right? Yeah. And it's not really about their marriage. Right. Right. Um, Anyway, I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, sorry, though. bad example. Yeah. Secrets of a su- successful marriage is yeah. a better example. Well, that, that's the thing that's weird. With it. Well, the thing about The Simpsons to me is that that's always been sort of the model of like what marriages <laughs> like were to me growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Homer my parents aside, but like <laughs> looking at... The, it's like, so it, 
I'm looking forward to a life of like constantly screwing up <laughs> and then having to apologize. Is that what marriage? <laughs> yeah, that's is? that's what marriage is. Well, for if, a man, if at sitcoms least? in the '90s have taught me anything. Yeah, no. like we're all just buffoons. We're just yeah. a bunch of brutes who who we're don't. We're all know Tim Allen or Tim Taylors. Yeah, but here's the thing, we're, though. The King of Queens <laughs> guy. Like, <laughs> as, as far as as, as as far as Homer and Marge are concerned, if you put them, if you stack them up against any '90s uh, sitcom married couple they are maybe the most functional and healthy yeah <laughs> yeah tap, absolutely right marge genuinely loves homer and shows it all the time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. same for homer yeah right he is nothing without marge and he loves her to the ends of the earth mm-hmm. and they have a healthy relationship that way and they have a healthy sex life mm-hmm. and that is the do they the, well that's the subject of <laughs> when and when they don't they work on it yeah Right, that's true. They always they always work on it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, as far as there's like, never there's never because like a classic '90s sitcom trope is the like oh man she's not letting me have sex with her again, <laughs> and it's like <clears throat> that's like a, a common like thread is that you know the woman is withholding sex all the yeah. time. Uh-huh. Uh, the great thing about The Simpsons is that uh, Homer and Marge talk about it constantly. And it's always like very like no, this is a thing we do often, and we both enjoy it. Like yeah. it's not, it's never a like oh man. She's like oh no sex for a week, Homer. If you don't do the dishes, and he's like oh Ritz. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought marriage was. <laughs> but that's that. never what it was in The Simpsons. That's, that's right? true. Yeah. Um, in oh, I, I really like that because in the what is what's the episode? Um, it's the the. Grandpa versus sexual inadequacy. Grandpa versus sexual inadequacy. It's it's Marge, who is who's like we haven't we we haven't had sex in a long time. What's what's going on? She's the one mm. who brings it up. But in, also, like in that, in episode, that episode, you watch it and it's like they it sh- it kind of shows the instances where it's like, and it's it's no it's never like oh it's always Homer's fault or it's always Marge's fault. You know, it's always just like just things happen that prevented it from happening. Yeah, the kid comes in. Don't turn on the light. <laughs> Don't, turn, Don't on the light. turn on the light. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they try to be, you know, uh, an erotic American. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that Steve Allen? I, uh, I can't remember if it's Steve Allen, but it, no, cause Steve Allen's got a very distinct voice. Right. Yeah. I can't remember who, who voices that, but it's very funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And, uh, uh, this, this episode, I, I like that it's, that it's just like, okay, we have a, we've had like not even a fight, right? It's, it's more of just like Homer was Homer mm-hmm. and Marge is exasperated by it. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, Oh, come on. You got your hands stuck in two vending machines. Yeah. Like I understand why she would be like, well, the <laughs> thing is like, you, like it, it paints the picture really well where it's, you know, Homer is like, yes, I will. Like, I promise to go to the ballet with you. And then it's like, because he thinks it's something else. He thinks it's the bear in the little car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why does he think that? I don't know, Can but I love it. Can we talk about that I love first? It. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, you know, it's one of those questions I don't think needs an answer. I think it's just yeah. great that, like, somehow in his brain, that's what he equated with ballet all these years. Also, Lenny <laughs> thinks it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so maybe it's something that was discussed at work once or something. Yeah. Or like Mr. Burns brought in a bear driving in a car, and it's like, oh, the ballet is here. Or maybe maybe Carl just was fucking with them. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, that's true. He, he's a sassy one. Yeah. 
But uh, so he once he finds out what ballet is, he's he's very upset, obviously, and doesn't really want to go. Yeah. But he promised Marge, and he's you know he's he's gonna do his best to to make it happen. He's he's kind of upset about it, but he's he's never like, oh, I need to find a way out of this, right? And then it just yeah. so happens that he, in his own doofusy way, gets stuck at work <laughs> in the vending machines. Yeah. And then, because he's like literally, when he gets stuck in the first one, he's like dragging the machine, like, gotta must get to ballet, <laughs> <the> promised <laughs> Marge. Yeah. yeah. So he's not trying to get out. He's not just like, oh, well, guess I can't go. Ha ha ha. I'm sneaky. Uh, he's, he's just an idiot. <laughs> and, yeah. And that's, a lot of the time, that's the, the plot with them is that Homer's not mean spirited or trying to be a jerk, he's just not too bright. And that's it when works you can, well. that's when you like Homer the most. Yeah. Is when his when he's not jerk ass Homer. Yeah, when he's not a jerk ass. Yeah, when he's you know being lovable loser Homer. Yeah, right. You got real purdy hair like that. <laughs> yeah, like, that's actually really. Aww. that's actually you really big oaf. Come here, you big lug. Yeah, like it's it's cute and it's funny, and he broke a weather machine because he wanted to. I really like that part uh, when he goes up to the Springfield sign and is like, "Oh, there's a new weather machine. I'll bash you good." <laughs> and then he can't do it because he just want he wanted to do it because Marge was there. Yeah, right? he's doing it to impress her. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's kind of sweet in his own way. Yeah, right. And that's what Marge likes about him is that he'll he, smash anything for her. Yeah, and he's sweet <laughs> in his own way. In his own way, he is. Right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But uh, yeah, let's. Um, is is the episode where you find out that a uh, a crayon has been jammed up his nose? Oh, for like we have lots of things to thirty say years. That <laughs> has that, was that before this or after this? Oh, far. long after this. Long long after. After. Yeah. Okay, so so far we don't realize that Homer's actually secretly a genius. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't like to count that as canon myself. Oh, okay, <laughs> I would love to hear what you guys have to say about it. Uh, I think it takes away from, uh, like, it's, okay, so basically, that's an episode in, I want to say, thir- season 13, something it's like 12 that. 12 or 13. 12 or 13, yeah. Something like that. Um, and it's it's the kind of thing that, past a certain point in the series, they just started not giving shit about continuity or, like, anything like that. You know, they're just like, oh, what would be a funny thing to do? Let's make it happen. Um, and so that episode is based on uh, the novel Charlie. Um which uh, is about a, a stupid person who takes a miracle drug and suddenly becomes very smart. And it's like, oh, he, now he can't like relate to the people that he normally related to. And so he wants to actually go back to being stupid, even though the drug worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know it as uh, Flowers for Algernon, uh, which is a similar... I can't remember what, if, actually, I can't remember which is the novel, which is the movie. It might be, I might be flipping them. Flowers for Algernon might be the book, and they made a movie called Charlie. Either way, it's uh, the Algernon is the name of the mouse. Charlie is the name of the, per- the human being. Um, you may know it as Flowers for Charlie from that It's Always Sunny episode. <laughs> it's that same plot uh, where Charlie becomes smart. I don't think I, 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 I've seen that and I've seen the, the Simpsons one, but I haven't see, seen or read the original. The original, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically that's the reason they did that episode was because they liked that concept more, more so than anything. And so it established a, a part of the canon that I don't agree with because nothing up to that point uh like um contributes to that canon you know what i mean like there's never like i mean obviously you could go back and be like a he's had x-rays all the time and i know they like draw attention to it like oh i always hold my thumb over top of it which is just a, a stupid lampshade hanging thing um and 
you know, all the stuff before he supposedly inserts a crayon, he's still a doofus. Like the, you know, it, when he's first born, he has pizza with him. Like he's, <laughs> it's established that Homer is like this intelligent throughout. Plus there's the episode about the Simpson gene, um, where like yep. all the men in the Simpson family are always stupid and the women are not like, there's just so much established before that, that makes that just complete, complete nonsense to me. And, uh, I just, I don't think it's funny either because it, it really, as soon as he gets the crayon back, he becomes too stupid. Yep. And it's not funny. Yeah. Um, like he jumps through the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Defeds. Yeah. Defeds. And it's, it kind of <laughs> exemplifies all the things I think that's wrong with Homer in the later seasons is yep. that level of stupidity where he's like recklessly stupid, not just lovably stupid. You can look at almost anything past season eight as fan fiction. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like to. Yeah. Because uh, even though season nine, I think, has some really great episodes, it also has the episode Das Bus, which <laughs> I think is a great episode, but it's also a fanfic episode. It's yeah. the Lord of the Flies one. Oh, yeah. Bus okay. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. And they go on to an island, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Uh, <laughs> like, it might be, it's really funny. It is. And, and there's and I like, funny stuff. Bus. Yeah. And, and I like that episode a lot. Um, but. But it almost feels like a Treehouse episode. Yeah, know? it like, feels like it was. it's just an extended Treehouse of Horror yeah. episode with the Internet King as a subplot. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, God. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just, a, it's so weird. It's so weird. It doesn't have any place in The, in, in the Simpsons. Like, um, Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie, that episode could have been the last episode of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Right? And it kind of is. Right? Or... You only move twice as the first episode of season eight, yeah? Second episode. Second episode, okay. Well, anything past season eight feels like fan fiction. And it's, and Homer, H O M R, which is that, that episode, that's what that's called, is m- one of the worst examples of it. Hmm. Yeah. They just, uh, maybe not the worst, I think the worst example is Homer's grunge phase episode. Yep. Um, yeah, where they it's that. like it's called uh, that that nineties show. That nineties the episode show, yeah. title. Yeah, and it's a flashback <laughs> episode that establishes that Marge and Homer met in college. I think it's college in the nineties. Yeah, and <laughs> and Homer created a, a band called Sadgasm, and basically invented grunge. So, oh yeah, I thought they met in high school in the seventies. Though, yep. They yeah, sure did. They sure did. They sure <laughs> and that's did. That's what I mean. So yeah, like, not the if, you look, if you look at the golden golden age, uh, however you want to define it, even if you go up to season ten, um, it's got an established continuity that's more or less like uh, airtight. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could find some holes and all that good stuff. Uh, in fact, I know you can because Marge has flown on planes before. You find out she's if you're flying, yeah, stuff like that. But like, it's it's little things like that 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 don't bother me. It's the big ones where they're like, oh, Homer's been in, like smart this whole time, just had a crayon in his brain, or. Marge and Homer didn't actually meet here. They met in the in the 90s. There's another one where it's like they didn't meet there. They met at some at, summer camp. At a summer camp. And yeah. didn't realize that they that was who they were. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> like they just they just start going all over the place and like bless them cuz they're just like having fun clearly, but I just don't really see it as canon anymore. It's fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. They're just given free reign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what, Thanks, what season Algie. are they in now? 27. 27. 27. Yeah. 27. 27. And they are uh, celebrating their 600th episode. 600 episodes of The Simpsons exist. Sorry, 28 starts right away. Oh, wow. 28. 
So when October are they going to decide? Like what? Like when? When is this done? Like when? When is the Simpsons going to be over? Are people still watching the Simpsons? I mean, they are. Yeah, uh, it's like a different breed of people. Yeah, <laughs> like, have you, like, have you, have, I only watch a new episode of The Simpsons if I want to hate watch something. But I, I, that's the thing. Like the last episode, new episode of The Simpsons I watched was the MyPod episode. Ugh. What? And that was in like 2008. Yeah, something like that, that was eight years ago. Oh, just something s- about technology in The Simpsons makes me cringe. Yeah, it doesn't work. It really doesn't. Like, yeah. this is a family that has a rabbit ear television. Yeah. Well, not anymore. They got an HD TV now. That's right. And they are broadcast in HD. <laughs> That's right. Good God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just let it die already. <laughs> yeah. Just let it go, people. You guys, you're right. Like, the, the, the last time, in my opinion, that they made a, a, a good season of the, of the Simpsons was, like, 1999, maybe? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Season eight. <laughs> when I was a child still? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm still no, a child in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, aren't we all? Um, yeah. No, I like, I kind of wish that at some point they had just decided, you know, let's end it and let's make a new show. That Because, like, clearly they're like, oh, we don't want to, like, lose our jobs and stuff. But, like, couldn't they have just, like, like put a little gap there and just be like, The Simpsons is done. Now here's the... The, the Rogersons or something, you know, like <laughs> the Simpsons is done, <laughs> but now here's the simp simps, the simps. <laughs> I would watch family for the, the simpletons new, for the new millennium. It's got it. They're they're abbreviating everything. Yeah. <laughs> here's a pitch. What about what if Mo sold Mo's tavern and moved away? And then there's a TV show about Mo. <laughs> that's um, I'd watch that. that's <laughs> act, there's actually a spinoff. It's the um. The Love Matic Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. The Love Matic He doesn't Grandpa. sell the bar, though. No, he doesn't. But um, <laughs> Mo, this, this is actually a thing. This actually <laughs> no. It's in an episode. No. It's there's, in an episode. There's oh. a spin-off showcase episode where they yeah. have three different... It's like Trios of Horror, but it's oh. three different like, spin-off yeah. shows. They've done everything. Chief Wiggum P.I. Simpsons did it. <laughs> yeah. Simpsons already did, did it. it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that episode of South Park? Simpsons did the whole it. Battle, Simpsons did it. That, that was like ten years ago. That yeah. was like over yep. ten years ago. Yeah, and now South Park has passed two hundred episodes. South Park's almost twenty years old now. Yeah, well, they're they're on their twentieth season. You know what's funny about that episode? Airs tomorrow. That uh, that Simpsons <sighs> did an episode of South Park is that the Simpsons has done that as well of 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 them <laughs> of them saying fun. like yeah we already we've already this. done this yep so. <laughs> They've yeah. lit like they've done they've everything. Done everything several times now too. Yeah, uh, Margin, uh, Margin, Homer have, have uh, split up, and like Homer has like reproposed to Marge several times now since the uh, Millhouse Divided episode. So, like, okay, what have they have they not have they done? Has anyone in the family uh, uh, become a, a, a member of the opposite gender yet? Is that has that happened? Yet? Mm, um, because that's, yes, it, that's already happened. Yeah, Grandpa, Grandpa Simpson. Grandpa uh, got a sex change. No, he didn't get a sex change. Uh, it's what happens when he what doesn't take his pills. Without my pills, so he becomes a woman. Yeah, he, be, he, he briefly becomes at a, the end of an episode. Yeah, it happens. Okay, so they have done that. They've already, done too. it. Yeah, in a very wow. roundabout way, they've done it. Have they done like an episode where Lisa self-identifies as like a panda bear or something? <laughs> Because that's a, that's a thing right now. Uh, I don't panda kin. I think you would call that person. <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of this. This is a thing. No, I know. I don't think. I don't think. That's, I don't think they've, they've got there yet. I don't think they've done that. Um, Bart was a fly. Okay, so they've done that. Then yeah. Well, he actually literally becomes. Yeah, a fly. he becomes a fly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I remember that. Uh, anyway, we should talk a little bit about this episode. <laughs> okay. Yes. Just really briefly, uh, a synopsis for an episode this season. Mr. Burns hires the Simpsons to play his live-in virtual reality family, but excludes Homer so that he may play dad. Now alone, Homer finds a new best friend in Girl Next Door, Julia, who eats, drinks, and thinks like him. Ooh. VR. VR. Looks like played by Alice and Janney. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's fun. Anyway. Uh, skip that one. I, I mean, she'll nail it. I mean, yeah, she's great. Yeah. As long as she's not playing <laughs> Have herself. no fear. They've got stories for years. Oh, God. That's the, that's the jingle. I can't believe it. We won another contest. <laughs> the Simpsons are going to Delaware. <laughs> I want to go to Wilmington. I want to visit a screen door factory. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the last season. God, oh, I wish boy. it was. Yeah. I wish Behind the Laughter was the last episode. And they didn't Behind the la- How long ago was that? That was season 12. And <laughs> and I and I wish they didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Like this will be the last season and that's the last Thing anybody hears of The Simpsons, just, this will be the last season. Credits done. <laughs> it's over. It's just for the money. That's why they do it still. I guess. Yep, it is. Yeah, it's a huge franchise, and it still brings in money. Yeah. Um, this was when. Yeah. Um, oh, right there. This was when the writing was good enough. This episode is when the writing was still good enough that you didn't really uh, care that it was all about the money. Right. The Simpsons has always been a shill. <laughs> right, mm. they've always been a sellout show. Oh yeah, um, eh, to a degree, always. Eh. Matt Groening makes no secret of that. Oh yeah, like merchandise, all that stuff. Yeah. but but the the thing is, the you can tell the writers still like enjoy what they. That's were what doing. I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. And this the cast is, still enjoys what they're doing. Yeah, this this in in this season, the cast in this episode too, the cast, the writers are all working in a perfect storm of a situation where the creativity is so great and so wonderful that the fact that it's that it's a television show made to sell you things mm-hmm. um, doesn't really matter because it's so good. Um, mm-hmm. This in particular, I think this is one of the. This is one of those episodes that the writers have a really hard time with, and it's a Marge episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, primarily focused on Marge, no matter how much they try and include Homer in this episode. Uh, and they do a pretty good job of it without like um, just crowbarring him in there. Uh, this is a Marge episode, yeah, I think. I would agree with that, yeah. Uh, and uh, Ruth Powers, I think, is a really cool uh, character. Mm-hmm. She's, not in it very, she's not in the show that often. Three episodes, I believe. Yeah. Oh. This is her second appearance, because she was in The Girl Next Door. Yeah, and we learn a lot more about her, specifically her relationship with her uh, estranged husband. Um, Who apparently makes a lot of money. You can see by his car, at (laughs) least. Did you notice that all of the the pairs of women running out of the... uh, out of the diner into their cars, all drove the same kind of car. Yeah, it's because it's the, the Thelma and Louise car. Yeah, yeah, parody, you see. But it's, oh, yeah. that's what parody means. American <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what what uh, what year did this episode come out? Um, this episode came out in November. Originally aired on the Fox Network, November fourth, nineteen ninety three. 93. So Thelma Louise was what, like 91, 92, somewhere Something around like there? That. Yeah. Mm, okay. So it was a very recent, yeah. recent thing. Um, Academy Award nominated film. You know, I, I'm a little. 1991. 91. Okay. 91. Yeah. 
a year after I was born. Pretty big, <laughs> pretty big hit that movie. I just dated myself, and uh, I was this, still alive. This uh, episode is actually like, um, kind like I feel like this episode's super dated, and it's um yeah. in, it, in its portrayal of the uh, of of the American uh, of of the institution of marriage and what women are expected to do. Yeah, I would agree. You know, even even the kids are like like. Okay, mom is out. That means you're whipped, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it means she's out. Mom has her own life. That, whipped. Yeah. Uh, you're the one who has to stay home. Guess and we know who wears the pants in that family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like he's so insecure about it that he has to leave too. Yeah. And he gets Miguel Sanchez to babysit his children. Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> he was still Lionel Hutz at the time. Uh, right, right, right. And become Miguel Sanchez till the next day. That's right. <laughs> Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> this this is isn't the YMCA. YMCA. Um, what a life he must lead. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would watch a show about him. I oh, would one hundred percent watch a show about Lionel Hutz. That would be amazing. Well, first, we need to revive Phil <laughs> Yeah, one of the saddest things is they wanted to do a Troy McClure movie. Really? Li- Live-action Troy McClure movie with Phil Hartman as Troy McClure. Wow, that would, that would have been, been great. Really yeah, because he would have played it perfectly. Yep. But that's, that's, who he look, that's what he looks like. Yeah. You know, like that's... <laughs> oh, I am Troy McClure. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine him with the pink, with the pink sweater? It would be b- brilliant. It would be great. Speaking of, speaking of Troy McClure, we have some more uh, filmography of yes, Troy McClure. Yes, we do. Did you get them both? I did. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so we have they're they're both telethons. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Troy McClure hosts telethons yeah. a lot. One was uh, out with gout eighty eight, <laughs> <laughs> and the other was let's save Tony o- Tony Orlando's house. Okay, here's something. Here's here's an interesting thing. Um, out with gout eighty eight. I thought he said out with gout twenty eighty eight. Oh, uh, and so like and what I th- by twenty eighty eight by twenty eighty eight we're going be, to yeah. yeah we're going to be gout free. It's like wow. well at least it's a honest estimate. <laughs> They're very uh, ambitious with this one. Aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Out with gout by twenty eighty eight. We're being realistic. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Um, did you? I can't remember what show it is, but like is uh, it? I think it is The Simpsons. A gay president by twenty. 36 or something. I don't remember that. It was like, gay president, 2036. We're being realistic. <laughs> <laughs> so, or it might have been even further in the future. I can't remember where it's from. If anybody um, knows where that quote is from, please email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Is that Numerical really? Three. Yeah. Is that really your email? It yeah. Is. For this podcast? Yeah. yeah. That's lovely. I love that. <laughs> Always That's fantastic. Because there's a change. hammock district. Someone already has the hammock district. That's yeah. what I really wanted. Uh, <laughs> Simpsons already did it. They, <laughs> almost every name has uh, been taken. You know? yeah, did, we, did we try put your butt there? I didn't know. No? I, I was really set on the hammock district. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's like, well, if I can't have the hammock district, then I'll just make it the hammock district on third. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's a very popular Gmail account. <laughs> No kidding. Okay, I'll be I'll be sure to send my comments, questions, and concerns 
So we do have uh, someone else in the guest house this week, aside from our permanent resident, Mr. Phil Hartman, mm-hmm. uh, and that's who plays Ruth Powers, which is Pamela Reed. Yeah, isn't she on the show quite often? Uh, no. No? As far I, as I know, it's just Ruth Powers. It's just Ruth Powers? Yeah. You're, you may be thinking of Pamela Hayden. I am thinking, yeah, yeah I'm thinking Pamela Hayden. <coughs> Pardon me, I got something in my throat. And uh, <laughs> so, but Pamela Reed is... Uh, Pretty prolific actress, but, you know, one that you probably wouldn't know by name. Uh, She's in quite a few shows in the 90s. Uh, She most recently, or maybe not most recently, most recently in my brain, uh, she was uh, Leslie Nope's mother on Parks and Rec. that's where I recognize her. Yeah, so, uh, but she was in uh, a couple Arnold Schwarzenegger films, including Kindergarten Cop and Junior, which I just watched the other day, and by you the did, way. And you gave a review on it. I Could did. you summarize your review for us? My review is... 100% scientifically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> One star. One star. <laughs> well, at least there's that. My nipples, my nipples are very sensitive. Can you believe that that's a movie? That's a movie that exists, directed by Ivan Reitman. You could get away with that nowadays. <laughs> no. No, you couldn't. Not. No. no. It's a weird, it's, man, it's weird. I watched it because How Did This Get Made did a podcast on it. Yeah. So it's part of my normal ritual of trying to watch movies that they do so I can listen to their podcast because they're really funny. Yes, they are. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's such a weird movie. Like, I, it's hard, so hard to even put a... Because, like, Roger Ebert gave it three and a half stars for one thing. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> How much did they pay him? I don't know. They, he also hated Ace Ventura when it first came out. So, he wasn't always right. I mean, <laughs> but that's fair. <laughs> Why? It's not for everyone. <laughs> How could that performance? That performance—that's one of the greatest performances of the of the twentieth century. He's right, you know. <laughs> and he, he actually re- he he retracted his original review. Did he? Upon a, a second viewing, and apologized to Jim Carrey. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what I'm Good saying is, his first his first viewing isn't always how he felt on. Yes. On and he film. gave Re- Revenge of the Sith three stars. <clears throat> yeah. Who cares? He was he was on the high of Star Wars is back. Everyone yeah. everyone, everyone liked it at yeah, first. Yeah, we we all we were all there. We, we all, all gave like, Revenge of the Sith a pass. Yeah. yeah, we're like this is a good this is good now, right? Each, right? each of the prequels, I'm pretty sure you give a pass initially, yeah. and then you yeah. think about it, you're like, mm, we all just want them to but be, but the next so one good. will be great. Yeah. yeah, that was way better than Episode One. And Luckily, then, Force uh, Awakens wasn't that is good, actually but good. But the third one will be the best. Oh, man, that was the best of the three. That's kind of how I've been about Batman vs. Superman. It's like, well, this wasn't <laughs> that good, but the next <laughs> one's going to be really gonna good. It's going to be way better. And then Suicide like... Squad came out. I'm like, oh, this <laughs> oh. is oh, no. not my favorite movie. <laughs> I still haven't seen that. I wouldn't. Really? Yeah. I, I think I'd... you should. I, I mean, I will. Should. Like, I'll definitely watch it once I can. You should see it. We'll do a what get it for like a dollar on my PVR thing. We'll definitely do it for what went wrong. Oh yeah, like that's a good idea. Yeah, I th- is that another thing that you guys do? Yeah. yeah. What What is that? What is that? Well, our sister podcast is called What Went Wrong, and ah. it's uh, it's myself, Greg, and James Wade, and we talk about movies that uh, should have done well. Should have done well, either financially, critically, or some combination. Basically, like people were expecting it to be great, and it uh-huh. wasn't. Okay, so what was the most? Give me an example. So John Carter, one? Matrix Re- Reloaded, uh, oh. Batman v Superman. Okay, and uh, the Good Dinosaur are the four we've done so far. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. But James Wade, he lives on the other side of the continent now. He does now. 
So what Only are you guys going to do about that? Oh, okay. Might Skype him in to do one before yeah. he comes back. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Okay, okay. Or we might finally just focus on this one for a little <laughs> while. <laughs> so is, is this one, this has been inconsistent, this one? No, this one's been... It's more consistent than yeah, what went wrong. It's much okay. more consistent. We were trying to do what went wrong every month, like once a month. Okay. So that we could still do this one at least once a week-ish. Yeah. Um, but then I was in Hamlet, and then I left for BC, so we didn't really get one in for August, and now James is gone. So yep. that I was my bad. That was, I, well, I take full responsibility for that. Hmm. My bad. <laughs> uh, I think it worked fine if we Skype him. Anyway. That's uh, that's a little behind the scenes that we yeah, often, a little shameless plug for you. We guys. often yeah. do here on yeah. the yeah. the show. Uh, behind the scenes is part of the content. Say, <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about the Simpsons. Yeah, uh, tell me about it. I, well, actually, Greg, Greg, and I were talking about uh, the show. Well, we were talking about Homer Simpson more specifically uh, before Alan actually came and uh, before you ah. showed up to watch the episode. And we were talking, I, I, well, we both kind of came up with this idea that uh, Eric, both Eric Cartman and Homer Simpson sort of represent the id mm-hmm. in, in all of us, you know, that yep. this sort of just like primal, the just base urges for, for what we need to sustain ourselves. The, the irrepressed psyche. Um, Almost our dark side in some ways. Yeah, uh, Homer is a lot, uh, a lot less terrifying. Yes, when you when you put it there, because he's an adult male, um, <laughs> right? Um, and he's like he's, age eighteen to forty nine. Yeah, age eighteen to forty nine. Everybody wants listens to, know to him. It. Yeah, everybody listens to him, no matter how stupid his ideas are. <laughs> Nuts and gum together at last. <laughs> really, people listen to eighteen year olds. Who listens to eighteen year olds? <laughs> No, it's just the demographic. the The joke of like that's the the key demographic in the states is oh. is white white males age eighteen to forty nine. Interesting. Yeah, because if you're under eighteen, then they don't care because you're a child. You can't vote. Yeah, can't, yeah, vote. You can't vote. If you're over forty nine, you're a senior. So who cares? Yeah, you're useless. You're not quite a senior, but you're yeah. close enough. You're How on your can way we out. we can't use you that easily anymore? <laughs> yeah. And um, the thing is, uh, Homer uh, has empathy. Sometimes it takes him a little while to get there but he has it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that makes Cartman a pure id is that he does not have that. No, he is... Uh, he's he is, a sociopath. He's a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Which I'm, also contributes to his humor a lot. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's basically him, you know, always wanting things to ha- go his way, and if they don't, then he's really mad. Yeah. Which is why... Um, <laughs> which is why <laughs> South so Park funny. cannot sustain... A uh, emotional center because if, it's if you if you were to if you were to have a South Park episode try and do like try and be an emotional episode try and, and tell an emotional family story um, you would cry foul because they have done nothing to earn that mm, yeah uh, whereas the Simpsons the Simpsons has a heart right. The Simpsons has a heart. It has I a think soul. Stands pretty close to an emotional center for. Uh, yeah, but they do their best. They to corrupt tear him. him down. They, do. yeah, they and, corrupt and him. Corrupt a lot. him like really, really bad. Yep. Uh, right. Even in the even in the hardest one, I think the closest one they got, which was the uh, "You're Getting Old" mm-hmm. episode, and I think that's the one you were thinking that's of. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, they completely undermine it. They completely undermine it. Yeah. 
um, poop everywhere. Now, now, now this because they 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 undermine it by having it not be the point of the episode. Yeah, right. Um, the point of the episode is that everything that is being produced now is shit, right? And he's a cynical asshole. But but that's the thing, like, that, and it's too st- that the president that epi- was a duck. Yeah, that <laughs> episode. Hey, that episode is, is You'll too meta, too self-referential to well, sustain a heart. But that 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 brings up the question, though. I think that episode of South Park also a question is like, w- is are things getting worse or am I just getting cynical? Yeah, you right, know. Yeah. But that's the thing about The Simpsons versus South Park. Like, South Park's always been a very cynical TV yes. show. Yeah, very. Whereas The Simpsons is actually quite optimistic in, in most of its... Well, I mean, in its earlier seasons, at least, Absolutely. it was. Yeah. Uh, Especially comparable now, right? Like, yeah. The Simpsons, the one, the episodes we're watching are very optimistic, right? I think yeah. they're... This episode that we just saw was very optimistic. It was that Marge and Homer, despite their differences, they love each other, and yeah. mm-hmm. they'll work through it, you know? And The Simpsons mm-hmm. just like... I mean, not the Simpsons, South Park. They just like <laughs> shit on everything. Yeah, which is funny sometimes, but sometimes it just gets like, oh, can't my watch too soul. much too much South Park in a row. It's like, why? Why do I even bother? You know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, and it, it's it, that's why. Yeah, you're right. That's why it's hard to watch South Park like a, a huge binge watch of, of South Park because there isn't a heart yeah. to it. There isn't something. I actually, you... just watched all of I think season eighteen. We or... just watched all of season nineteen yesterday. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where. Uh, Randy is Lord. It's Lord, yeah. <laughs> Lord, Lord. <laughs> I am Lord. I am Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Sitting on the toilet on a Wednesday. <laughs> what I think is really funny about that, uh, not to get too off topic, but um, he, it was originally just a one-off joke at the end of an episode. And yeah. yeah. Spin did an article about how, like, like what? Why are they being so mean to Lord? She's humble and like all this stuff, and so then they like, wrote it okay. into the next episode where they're like, this like could be the people are commenting on it in the episode. Where they're like, like, why would you make fun of Lord? She's she's the most humble person there is. <laughs> hey, leave Lord alone. Hey, we like. Hey, she she's a hard worker. She comes <laughs> in every day. <laughs> <laughs> and then it became this like weird canon, like canon. continuity. Yeah. That's the thing about South Park that I've always respected, though, is either everything's okay to make fun of or oh, yeah. nothing is. Yeah. And uh, they they do things that no... Like, the, the whole PC principle season that we just watched, I was just amazed because I cannot believe the balls those guys have, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm surprised no one's hung them yet for some of the <laughs> things they've done. They've tried. People have tried. They're like, incorruptible. People have tried to destroy that, to destroy that show. Um it's it's it, it, the, people reacted to that show almost the same way as they reacted to the Simpsons when it first premiered mm-hmm. right because the Simpsons quite literally is the is the pilgrim like the, the yeah. predecessor of South Park and they changed ma- everything in a major way yeah um and this uh do you want to go to the reference desk let's do it okay uh, so this episode kind of revolves around uh, several major cultural references, uh, specifically Ridley Scott's Thelma and Louise, uh, yes. which provides the uh, thrust for a lot of the uh, second and third act, mm-hmm. where Marge and Ruth are on their night out, and some of the places that they go to are really, really fun, like Shot Kickers. And, um, Jittery Joes. Jittery Joes, and uh, the... Is that the underground? No, the the underground nightclub. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, of course Marge learns how to shoot a pistol. Yes, to some 
uh, precious antique cans. Yeah, and she destroys precious antique cans. So in Thelma and Louise, <laughs> no, uh, did, no. Did, did, the do they do the can shooting thing no. at least? Uh, they don't do any of those. No. Things. Uh, okay. Gina Davis fucks Brad Pitt, and <laughs> then uh, they drive away. Not Brad Pitt. He he like steals their shit. Um, he's a cowboy. Yeah. He's a handsome cowboy. Handsome yeah. cowboy. It's okay. his first starring film or yeah. uh, first feature film. Yeah. That man is so damn handsome. Yeah, that's that's why, why he they, tricked them. That's why they cast them with his butte. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Garrison Keillor is the person that they were making fun of at the very beginning on the telethon. I honestly thought it was David Sedaris. Mm. Uh, or you said Vinyl Cafe, yeah, Stuart, D- McLean, Stuart McLean, which I is thought basically that's what it was. Yeah. Well, that's the Canadian equivalent. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, and all Where of the those, children, all of are those robust. people are are quote unquote. And, sorry. Are all those all those three people are quote unquote humorists? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not comedians. Like they're not funny. They they they're like they're they, not they tell stories funny. that are they, supposed to be like tell, charming and yeah. Supposedly, these are amusing anecdotes. At Thanksgiving, my mother told me that my dog, Skippy, (laughs) was going to be put down. Dave and Morley. (laughs) (laughs) That's how all of the... uh, My dad loves that I rubbed my eyes and got out of bed. It's just like, it's just nonsense. Like when he he But I said to her, I said, what are you doing here? And she said, you know what I'm doing here. And then the crowd laughs like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? that's one For of my favorite reason. openings. We're over just oh, like, it's so great. What's so what funny? the hell is so funny? <laughs> the whole family. I love the whole yeah. like because it's one thing when it's just Homer, but it's like the entire family is just like, what the fuck is this? Not even Lisa. <laughs> Not even Lisa. Yeah. I I imagine that's what, what like Mark Twain humor was like. Yeah, when he'd be like reading his stories out to people, and Maybe that's they were just <laughs> loving that's what it. comedy was back oh, then. Oh, Mark, yeah. you old cat, <laughs> you racist old cat. <laughs> hey, you guys both played Mark Twain, didn't you? That's yeah, right. we did yeah. actually both yeah. play Mark Twain <laughs> in the same play, but different productions. Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to. I was starting to imagine a play where we both played Mark Twain <laughs> at the same and, time. And then someone's like holding a gun to us. And it's like, <laughs> like Mark Twain clones. Wh- which one's the evil one? They both have mustaches. <laughs> Mark Twain clones. I think we have. Uh, I think it's uh, a great idea. We call it Mark Twins. Mark. T- <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a whole man is pregnancy like of course part yes. and well, everything. I mean, I try to put that in all my <laughs> all my shows now. Uh, after seeing Junior. Yeah, I don't think you could get away with that now. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal bu- <laughs> Crystal Buzz Cola is a reference to the fat Crystal drink Pepsi. Crystal Which Pepsi. came back recently. Did it Did actually? Did you know that? No, yeah. Someone no at work the other day like had one. I'm like, what is this shit? Ah. <laughs> like Crystal Pepsi. I'm like, get it out. <laughs> and I threw it out. Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm, invisible cola. Um Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows, the song. Yep. Um, in the vending machine, the that's, that's uh, Leslie Gore's song. Yeah, for those that aren't aware, the uh, the hand in the vending machine is holding a can of Fresca. What you noticed? I did notice that. Um, Delicious Fresca, uh, refreshing Fresca. Mm. Ruth mm. pops in. Welcome to the jungle by Guns N' Roses, of course. <laughs> Sorry, wrong tape. <laughs> Uh, the episode's uh, closing sequence is obviously a reference to Dragnet, uh, the classic uh, television police procedural from the 50s, I think? No. Oh, was it that long ago? No, I thought, no, I thought it was like no. 70s or yeah, 80s. Yeah, it would have been 70s, yeah. Hmm. Um, and, oh, God. 
that's not the that's not the last time they're going to reference it. Um, they reference Dragnet a lot and Mother Simpson. They even have two of the guys who. Oh, so it's in been it. it's been uh, revived a bunch. It looks like. Yeah, there was a movie starring Dan so, Aykroyd. So there was it was the fifties originally, and then there was an, in the sixties, and then there was in the eighties, and even up to the two thousands. Jeez! Wow. Uh, the old man die. that comes out when Marge is shooting his cans is a parody of Walter <laughs> Brennan. That's right. Yeah. Uh, one cans. of three people who have won the Academy Award three times. That's right for acting. That's okay, right. so who? Wh- what would uh, I? Wh- where would I recognize this man? Old Walter westerns. <laughs> old westerns. Have you ever Mostly. seen the movie Sergeant York? No, I have not. You should see the movie Sergeant York. And then I'll know what you're talking about. He's not in it, but you should uh. just see it. Oh, he's just... in it. <laughs> have you seen Star Wars? What? You haven't seen Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> he's the thing in the garbage. He's the thing in the garbage. Yeah, that, that tentacled thing in the garbage. Oh. <laughs> oh. In Star Wars. Oh, oh, oh. Like he voiced it, or no? He I'm going to just pull up from this joke. It's a crash and burn. Uh, no, he's in he's in the movie Sergeant York, starring uh, Gary Cooper. Okay, uh, he plays uh, he plays a pastor, and okay. he, uh, he literally does sound like that. And he's like, you, you got to register, Alvin. You got to register. And he's won three three Academy Awards, three for Oscars him. for that. Yeah, the other two, by the way, are Jack Nicholson and Daniel Day Lewis. That is correct. Wow, wow, impressive stuff. Daniel Day Lewis, all three for lead. All three for Lincoln. Oh. <laughs> Let's just give him three. Let's give him all of them. Give him three. Uh, give, yeah, take the best, best, actress, has, the best actress Oscar, too. Yeah, because no, yeah, no one is worth it this Meryl year. Streep didn't do anything yeah. this year. <laughs> you play a woman, couldn't you? Yeah, you're Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> of course. You're Daniel Day-Lewis. He played Mary Todd as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, he took what Eddie Murphy used to do, but yeah. made it serious. <laughs> Lincoln was the Norbit of our time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Fuck you, Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Uh, The guy who does not talk to Marge in the bar, because there's two guys there, apparently is a uh, caricature of then-showrunner David Merkin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a great joke, by the way. That is a great joke. I am lucky. (laughs) I have three children and a wonderful Listen. I always get what I want. I said I wasn't interested. Oh, did you? Oh, oh I completely oh. misunderstood. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's in a producer on the show? No, the guy next to him. Oh, I see. Okay. a caricature of David Merkin. Wow. That guy's just a, a, a street tough. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I just want to recant that statement I made about Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Okay, I, good. I hope he wish him nothing but peace. He does listen. So. And, and happiness. Yeah. Yeah, we never had, be too careful. He sent us an email before. <laughs> huh? He sent us an email before. What did he say? Watch it. What did you guys say about him before? I can't remember. Honestly. Not enough. Yeah, apparently, it was just yeah. it was scary though. Yeah. It so was now just, we just like don't even. It was try just to bring Eddie Murphy. Eddie dot Murphy at gmail dot com, <laughs> and it was like, wow, it's amazing just, that he got that email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he signed it Axel Foley. So. I don't know. <laughs> Oh wow! This has been an e- this has been an episode. This is <laughs> this is this has definitely been an episode of our show. Yeah, this it has. Been. No one can deny that. This uh. has maybe been one of the <laughs> least on-topic episodes. Yeah. Sorry, well, that's uh, what happens when we're gone for so long. Well, yeah, who's the moderator normally here? You get you both are. We moderate you? ourselves, yeah, yeah. Oh, poorly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the uh. thing is, like this. Well, this episode was awesome. It was great. 
Um, Lionel Hutz was excellent. And mm-hmm. I think we actually managed to talk about a lot of interesting stuff that, mm-hmm. while maybe not directly related to this episode, is a nice addition to our complete and encyclopedic companion of, of all things Sims in season 1 through 10. Uh. So, there you go. All in all, decent app. What's your favorite joke? Yes, yeah. there we go. Let's wrap this thing up and talk about some favorite jokes. My favorite joke is, don't touch my stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> he pulls a knife. Yep. And the kids are He's right ready there. to stab someone. Yeah. This isn't the YMCA. <laughs> he forgets where he's asleep. Um, yeah. Uh, also, the rusty birdcage is. Oh, yeah. 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 Still got it. Still got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my favorite joke will always be the cans in this episode. That's yep. one of my favorite jokes. Yeah, the look what you series. did to them. <laughs> I just, it's, it's so absurd, but so perfect. Oh, and I've talked, I might have talked about this before, but. Uh, <clears throat> the the fact that they showed restraint with that joke is what makes it so funny because I feel like it's so easy to be like my cans, my precious antique cans, look what you've done to him, and then like, let's get out of here, Marge, and he like chases them. You know, like they could extend that so easily and mm-hmm. would probably in recent seasons. Because they like they the jokes don't just let they don't let the jokes lie. They have to like really hammer them in. Mm-hmm. Just like family guy. It's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so I just love, because, like, and the other thing is they could have just ended it with my cans, my precious antique cans, and, like, that's funny on its own. But just the fact that he has this, like, moment of, like, self, like, reflection where he's just, like, sad and just, like, like look what you've done to them. <laughs> <laughs> you shot them. <laughs> I've been saving these for years. <laughs> They're all I have left of my dear departed wife. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, just, you get all this, like, rich backstory oh, that you paint you yourself. To. Through like one simple line, which is "Look what you've done to them." Yeah, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> it, it is. It really is. <laughs> and the fact that they bring it back in the end, in yeah. in, in the episode for closing, destroying the anti yeah, she yeah. was ordered to pay fifty cents to replace the cats <laughs> and two thousand dollars in punitive damages. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's great. Grayson, uh, my I don't know why, but. I really liked when she said, Marge, you're the level-headed friend I never had. <laughs> After Marge's like, you could just, you know, call the police. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just so simple. and Yeah, know, it's Marge being very, like, pragmatic and, like, and Ruth being like, oh, it's, that's adorable. <laughs> I, 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 I really like that moment. That's a nice, yeah. that's a lovely moment. Mm-hmm. Good call. Thank you. <laughs> Good call. Thank you. Uh, well, also, it's in Revelations, people. Oh, that's it? right. Oh, that yeah. joke is in this. That's in Revelations, people. It's in Revelation. At the risk of editorializing, <laughs> these women are guilty and should be punished to the highest extent of the law before their behavior sets an example and we get plunged into anarchy of biblical proportions. <laughs> it's in Revelations, people. <laughs> Technical, Technical difficulty. Di- I love it. It's, it's a picture of him and like his like cuckoo popping out of his head. They just have that ready on standby oh, yeah. in case he goes nuts. They got some great. Uh, it's kind of a great running gag in the series. Is the like. Technical, technical difficulties diff- signs. There's one of like a, a little puppy like with a plug, so we like unplug something. <laughs> Isn't there one of like an elephant stampeding through the studio? Like when an elephant yeah, actually so. stampedes through the studio? <laughs> technical difficulties. Diff- diff- it's an elephant. <laughs> uh, it's funny. 
You all laughed at me. I told you this day would come. <laughs> um, that's a peanut factory. Yep. That's in a later episode this season, which we'll get to. Bark gets an elephant. Oh, What classic. are we doing next? Well, next time we're talking about the episode Bart's Inner Child mm. with uh, Brad, Brad Goodman. Goodman. Oh, I'm so excited about that's that. That's another Albert Brooks appearance, yeah. which uh, if you listen to the show, We should get Catherine on for that one. Yeah? Because she just loves it when we say, it doesn't matter what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Rudiger, sir. <laughs> his name is Bart. Doesn't it's matter what his name is. It's not important. Uh, yeah, she likes that episode. Great. We should, we should get her back on. Sweet. Let's do it. Or not. I mean, let's, I don't care. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we have someone. Yeah, somebody. I just don't want to talk to you all the time. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> uh, Grayson, Speaking any... of, thanks for coming on, yeah. Grayson. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, this was fun. <laughs> the world of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, you are, you've entered the world. Um, do you have anything to plug? Uh, uh, sure. I'm <clears throat> in November. I'm in a little play called A Streetcar Named Desire. Okay, where's that going? Who are you up? playing? Uh, I'm playing the doctor, the doctor. Oh. Very end. Damn. <laughs> I was hoping for someone in The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, which when one? They, when they do, when they do the streetcar. Yeah. I I, oh, I have to, the musical. I, I have to rewatch that because Clear people have been making that joke to me. There's uh, Pablo. I vaguely remember Steve. It. Steve, Mitch. Mitch, yeah, the paper boy. Yeah. Anyway. Paper boy. Who plays? Who plays? There's no paper boy in street. There's a there's a young collector. That's that, the one. That's sorry. the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I he, am just a humble paper boy. No romance do I seek. Yeah. I just wanted twenty cents for my <laughs> deliveries last week. Yeah. It's Is that played I by can, a poo? A poo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This bewitching floozy <laughs> seduce this humble newsy. <laughs> yeah, he oh, calls what's it. a paper boy to do? <laughs> he calls himself a paper boy, so you can see our confusion. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. No, I because all I get that it. I know about that play is from The Simpsons. So fair, <laughs> and yeah. I'm happy with that. It's yeah. it's pretty much on the on the nose. What people basically say what I'm saying is I w- I will come see your show, but I'll be very disappointed. What there's no lasers or uh, flying or music. So what there will not be any of those things. I know. What days in November? There'll be no fun. <laughs> uh, what day exactly? When does uh, it open? It it opens. Uh, Early-ish November. Early November? I, I, I need to. it's at to. the Victor Mitchell, right? It is. In the Pump, at the Pump House. House Theater. Cool. Um, we're trying to get lots of people to the show. We're having actually, Also, we're having a, uh, a bowl-a-thon or oh, yeah, something a like fundraiser. that. A fundraiser. A uh, fundraiser on October 2nd. Uh, if you check it out on Facebook, it's all there. Okay. Um, are you bowling, or are you like bringing bowls somewhere? Uh, we're bowling. Okay. Um, and there will be lots of fun things. You know, there's going to be a silent auction. They're going to be Where? selling some stuff at uh, at the the bowling uh, alley that this is going to be at, which will be <laughs> which wow. is on the internet. Yeah. It's on the internet. Check uh, it out. Yeah. Uh, one fun thing that they're doing: David Hasem, the uh, artistic director uh, slash star of the show. Uh, he's playing Stanley. Uh, he's offering a snow shovel to people. He his offer is he will come to someone's house five times, shovel their walk in the morning, and scream Stella outside of their their window <laughs> for money, of course, of, of course. 
<laughs> that shit ain't free. <laughs> that shit ain't free. No, we live in a we live in a horrible capitalist world, capitalistic society, and the proletariat rise. <laughs> oh no! All right, okay. well, wait, and we've and we've cut Grayson's mic. And uh, <laughs> um, Greg, do you want to plug your show? Oh yeah, actually, I would love to. Um, my show is called No Way Out. It is uh, at Club Didi in Lethbridge, Alberta. The first show is Thursday. That's this Thursday, which is the fifteenth, and it is at eight o'clock. Tickets are ten dollars. Then the next show is the very next day at six, and then on Saturday at eight, and then on Sunday at six. All ten dollars. All at Club Didi. There's only four shows. Every single one of them is. improvised. Also, your um, little fundraiser is October 2nd (laughs) at Century Bowling in the southeast of Calgary. Century Bowling? Yeah. It is from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Sunday, October 2nd. Thank you, Greg. I I left my phone upstairs. That's why I couldn't check. Alan? Uh, Yeah, the show uh, I'll be in uh, called The Underneath by Theater Basement is going to be up in October. Uh, October 6th, 7th, and 8th at 7.30 p.m. Uh, and then the following week, October 13th, 14th, and 15th at 7.30, except for the 14th, which is a special midnight show. Mm. So if you want to come out and, uh, you know, get boozed up and watch a midnight show. I think I'm going to do that. It's a lot I'm going to be there. To, I'm going to the midnight show Great, for perfect. sure. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's do that. And let's so do that. Uh, yeah. keep okay. that in mind. That's already two seats sold right there. So it's only, uh, I think, a 50-seat uh, uh, auditorium. So oh get your tickets fast. now. Tickets are Reservations are now available. To book your tickets, email tickets at theaterbsmt.ca. That's theaterbasement.ca. With your name, show date you'd like to attend, and how many tickets you would like to reserve. They are $20 general admission, $15 students, seniors, and artists. Avoid disappointment. Save your seats today for the opening production of Calgary's only horror theater company. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well done. Yeah, I am that. sold. That was the very I'm gonna go first, twice. That was the very first time all three people on the podcast had something to plug. Boom. Look Nailed at that. It. You guys Mostly are because of me. Yeah. <laughs> exponential <laughs> growth. And uh, if you have uh, anything you want to talk to us about, if you'd like to be a guest, uh, if you have any corrections or omissions, please email us once again. That email is the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. Or you can tweet us at Bad Neighbors Pod. Or you can leave us a comment on Our Facebook. Web zone. Yeah. Uh, and all of those uh, Social media devices and emails go right to either Alan or I on our phones, so we're pretty good about getting we right back them. to you. Yeah, <laughs> we see them all. So let us know and thank you. Publicist. Yeah, thank you once again, Grayson, for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. I uh, hope you can come back sometime soon. I would like to. And um, we'll do the streetcar episode. Yeah, <laughs> we've already done it. Already done uh, it. But, uh, <laughs> um, we'll talk about it more. Yeah. Uh, and. Our next episode again. Bart's inner child. Bart's inner child. All Hopefully, right. we'll get it out uh, promptly this time. That would be nice. Keep watching the skis.